Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, D. Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Bell. Welcome to the 49 Faithful UK show. Week 12 is done, and with it, another Victory Monday podcast. The Niners moved to 7-4 and four with a 13-zip victory over the New Orleans Saints. A victory Monday made sweeter by the faithful being the only NFC West fans to be celebrating a win this weekend. Strange sort of game for the team to uh, pick through on the podcast. I'm Gareth Ellis, and here to dissect the strangeness of it are Naji Kowal. Hello, everyone. Paul Hope. Victory Monday, baby. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Uh, and a rookie first cap for Alex Simpson. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hi, all. So uh, we begin with the uh, rookie initiation or hazing. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, <laughs> tell us how long you've been a Niners fan, uh, why, and what's your best Niners related memory? Uh, so I've been a Niners fan since 2008. Um, I became a Niners fan by watching a YouTube video, Jerry Rice. I was like, oh my God, this is a great team. And then looked up and it was JTO Sullivan as our quarterback uh, might know the <laughs> head coach and a very oh dismal season <laughs> oh dear not a uh, good times. yeah no good times um but after that probably my best Niners uh memory was kind of the Super Bowl run but before that the Jim Harbaugh years uh and then the Saints victory in the NFC championship game I remember just jumping around the uh, living room for that one that's a good one then let's go yeah great stuff so, uh, on to the game, and let's start with the offence, uh, as we could be here all night talking about the defence. Uh, do we have to? We do, we do. Uh, scoring 13 points doesn't often get you the win, uh, and the offence we saw in Mexico didn't decide to come out for an encore. The offence certainly looked like a team that had travelled on a short week. How much of this might have been responsible for the uh, poor performance? Alec, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think a lot of that had to do with it. Just the rhythm and timing of the O-line was massively out. I think we struggled in the red zone for that reason. Like All of Kyle's plays are all about rhythm, movement uh, and kind of the blocking. And it was just out of play. I mean, you only look at the, the penalty flags that we had as well. I mean, that all comes down to... I think they only practised on Friday as a full run-through by yeah. coming on Tuesday. So, yeah, I think... It, being on the positive-negative side of it, I think a lot of it is just down to practising and hopefully we won't see a performance like that again. Naji? Yeah, no, you're right. I think despite being a short trip, it was still an international trip, high altitude, probably quite hard to, to adjust to, only practising Friday. And also, I think the Saints' defence was pretty good. Um, they were actually very decent and they played really well. And they, I mean, you say it's not very often you you win a game if you only score 13 points, but it's not very often you lose a game if you only allow 13 points. I think they really played well on defense. Cam Jordan was kind of everywhere. Tyron Matthew, which we didn't really mention on the preview at all, uh, was his kind of old self and almost, you know, uh, uh, got a turnover, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second. But uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. Lack of rhythm, a bit tired. Clearly, a bit of a of a Mexico hangover, I would say. And uh, uh, but look, we we had luck on our side uh, yesterday. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll go through all the plays that that went our way on, on both sides, um, and that helped us massively to to put a win. But uh, I think, as I said, I can't remember what game was it? Um, it might have been the Chargers game, where I think if we played that one week one, week two, and this one's the same. Uh, we probably lose it, but I think we're in a, we're in a good you know 
spiral. We we're a winning team now, and we know how to win games. And I think it showed on yesterday. What do you think, Paul? Well, I was interested, Nadji, because I sat down with my friend who was a Packers fan to watch this game, and I told him your score prediction. So he was expecting a shootout. So it was an interesting game on offense, given that there was only 13 points scored. Yeah, I got um, that a little bit wrong. And obviously, Alec has joined us on the show today. So our bold predictions, Alec, have been quite good. But I listened back to the previous show this morning at work, and I thought, the only thing we can claim this week is the fact that we've got a shutout in the second half. Yeah. But what was interesting for me, gents, was uh, Jennings. So we talked on the preview pod about the embarrassment of riches that the 49ers have. And we didn't really talk much about Jennings against the Cardinals. And here in against New Orleans, like you said, Nancy, the NFL's fine margins. The touchdown itself, it was a typical Jimmy throw. As soon as you saw the defender tip it, I thought, oh, here we go. And it just yeah. fell, didn't it, nicely for Jennings. And like you said, week one or two, that probably bounced out of bounds or Jennings doesn't keep hold of it and... I don't know about you, gents, but the the, the defence, and I know we're going to get into that, kind of gave me the confidence, and I wasn't too worried about the offence. I've gone back and I've looked at the stats, and if you just look at the stat sheet for Jimmy Garoppolo, he was his normal self, 26-37 for 222 yards and a touchdown. Anybody who didn't watch the game but goes off the box score thinks, oh, well, yeah. Jimmy did all right. He didn't yeah. turn the ball over. Defence yeah. have shut them yeah. out. And <laughs> I saw an interesting tweet where there was someone mourning about the fact that we only scored 13 points. And our good friend Jordan Elliott pointed out that 13 points was all right in the playoffs last year against a certain Green Bay Packers, which my friend True. I was sat with didn't like me to point that out. But it was definitely a strange game. The, the chaps over at Levi's won't care, Nadji. They've seen a win. They've seen a touchdown. Yeah. They've seen a shutout. But what did you make, Gareth, of our 13-0 to victory on the back of an offensive performance like that? It, it, you're right. It was, it was a strange game. I found usually you know, a 13-point win sounds quite comprehensive, but it, we, we were clearly clinging on there in the fourth quarter with a couple of goal-line stands. And that, that it felt like a game that was much closer than a 13-point victory. It felt much more like a kind of three-point victory game. But also, I, it never really felt like it, the game was out of our control. I think certainly in that third quarter where we, we'd had a long drive and took some time off the clock, it was it was certainly disappointing to see the offence fail to to even give our defence a break. I thought that was, was going to cost us. I thought, how many times can this defence keep them out? The offence just needs to string together some plays, give the guys a chance to have a breather um, and, and fail to do so. But yeah, it was a, 13 points is a comprehensive victory. I mean, that was, you know, we were 9.5 favourites. And, and we've done that. We covered. Yeah. covered that handily. Uh, and that's usually, it means a good win. But it it, it was certainly closer, like I think, than a 13-point than score. Um, and as you said, uh, luck is also another word that appears on my uh, note sheet as well. But perhaps we'll, we'll come to that as its own thing. Uh, run game. Uh, it looks like Elijah Mitchell might be missing a few weeks. Have we got concerns about the run game, given the, last night's performance? I mean, y- yes. Um because he wasn't very good. But as I said, and I think I was right about that in a preview, that we were going to throw the ball more than we we're going to run the ball. And I think that's that's who we are now. And, uh, and we're gonna, it's going to take time for us to adjust. But yeah, we're, we're going to mostly throw on first down almost every time. And especially if Mitchell is out for a couple of weeks with another sprain. Hopefully it's not too serious. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, 
because CMC is such a, a threat in the pass game as well as the run game, it allows you to to open up the playbook on first down because you know that even just a check down can easily be a touchdown. So um, I'm worried, yes, because that's not who we used to be and we know it worked. Um, and this is kind of a new territory for us. And when we have that kind of Jimmy that we had yesterday, games can easily get out of hand really fast. Um, but uh, not too concerned if we if we can carry on stringing games like this. And we've got amazing pass catcher Jennings, Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, and CMC. You know, why not use that through the air when you've got all of that, right? That's my uh, that's my point. Are you worried, Alec, about our running games? No, I think. I think Mason will pick up. I thought he was really good in the. I know he got five snaps. Was it he got? I mean, twenty-five yards. Like, I think he'll fill in the gap. I mean, people are moaning that Wilson. We traded Wilson away, but I think Mason will fill in the gap. I think he's trusted now. Carl Shanahan likes to break these rookies in. He's not one to find a rookie in straight away. So. I, th- I think there's plenty of depth there without. I will say uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see Mason uh, next week and it'll be Coleman and CMC uh, taking the load if, if Mitchell is out. I think it's just because we had nobody else <laughs> on the team. But yeah, it did, it did better than going the wrong way with Brock Purdy a couple of weeks ago. So uh, thank you, Mason. Uh, he's your boy, Paul. What did you think of him? Yeah, I was when Alec was talking, yeah, I was quite excited to see Mason. If you listen to the pod, Alec, we were quite high on Mason coming out of training camp and like you said there it was five carries for 25 yards and he looked comfortable and I think you touched upon it earlier the offensive line with Kyle Shanahan's offense the offensive line needs to be in rhythm and all the players he scripts and when it clicks like it has done in recent weeks it's like an orchestra it's beautiful to watch but when it stutters and like you said last night we again made some bold predictions that we were going to see a run heavy offense we were going to see the ball run both sides of the offense didn't really work until that last drive which is what i was going to talk about gareth where the offense seemed to struggle and then when new orleans punted that ball back gents i don't know about you guys but i thought oh there's six minutes on the clock here this is going to be a nervous six minutes but it turned out that they didn't get the ball back and it's just frustrating as 49er fans that you think why did we not play like that for the other (laughs) 54 minutes because it was just unbelievable everything just clicked in those last six minutes um but no I'm not I'm not worried I think Gareth or yourself mentioned CMC had some kind of banding on his knee and yeah. I've read up on the internet today it's something to do with tendonitis it's something that he's right. possibly struggled with um like you said Gareth he went back in but obviously the fact that Mitchell and CMC are struggling but the Wilson talk Nadji you know yourself playing the game injuries can happen at any time but it's pretty ironic that Wilson himself picked up a knock yesterday. So they oh, don't know whether Wilson's going to be playing this Sunday anyway. And he wasn't yeah. exactly greatly healthy for us. That was another reason why I think we were quite happy to get the pick back. But what do you think, Gareth? Do you think Kyle Shanahan's going to plug in Mason? Or do you think we'll see TDP or somebody else? It's interesting, obviously, that Mason not only got some carries, but was suited up where uh, Davis Price uh, still seems to be a healthy scratch, un- unless he is carrying some sort of injury. Uh, Mitchell's going to be out, so I assume Mason and Price will both be be suiting up and, and maybe we'll get to see him uh, next week. I, I miss the shows where, where Jeff Wilson uh, went. Yeah, I thought that was a shame. I'd have rather have kept him than have the uh, uh, fifth-round pick. But I think since then, he's he's come out and said he asked to be traded, which is fair enough. I think he spent years with the Niners fighting his way up the depth chart and was getting there and then gets shunted straight back down by a new arrival. I, I do understand why the guy may have felt opportunities were better elsewhere. 
and uh, interesting, Jermichael Hasty was scoring touchdowns as well, I think, at the yeah. weekend. So uh, we might well soon have a league littered with Shanahan's sort of ex-running backs. Yep. But yeah, I'm, the run game does give me some concern because I, I don't want to have to rely on that, that pass game. You get one-dimensional. And I think you've said McCaffrey is, is too useful in his kind of slot receiver back role or whatever you call it, rather than just being the, the straight-ahead battering ram. I think Mason might be quite good as that. Someone we know who can just consistently pick up three or four yards um, and make sure we can do that on first and second down so we're always in third and short. I think that's one thing we potentially have missed, uh, that sort of battering ram type guy who, who you can just send up the middle for however many carries a game uh, you need. Hopefully hopefully that's what Mason's going to be. Uh, the pass game, you mentioned Jennings. I had a reasonably good game. I think yep. Jimmy Jimmy's numbers were quite funny because uh, they were all in the first half. So he had an odd sort of game. I think it was an odd game. And I think, yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's numbers were slightly odd as well. Um, do we want to talk about the interception that wasn't? Yes, absolutely. Go well, on, Alec, Alec does, because he's, he's come on this pod. He's got a board to pick with me. Go on, then. <laughs> Out with it, Alec. I, I think, it, I think we, you say it on the pod all the time. It was Jimmy. I think it's been named the Jimmyisms. And that was just a Jimmy. Yeah, right. I even looked back and I was like, where is he? What's he looking at? But then I kind of look on the other hand and go, his O-line was all over the place. He took a horrible knot in, was it the, just before the end of the season? The... So, yeah, that mm. was, and I think that's, that's the difference between Jimmy last year and this year is, I used to call him footstep Jimmy when the O-line's crashing around him. He used to be tucking his toes, where can I go, where can I go? For the last couple of games, he's been really chilled and relaxed. And I think the O-line just gave him no confidence whatsoever. And then you look at the comparisons of where he's come from. That's the same as Tom Brady. He has that comparisons of where if his O-line's not there, he can have a really poor game. So I, I just think it's just Jimmy and that interception was due. A week yeah. too late for you. But all jokes aside, you've come on as a 49ers fan. You listen to the pod. Neil Watson might want to turn off these next five minutes. We've been quite critical. We talked about the hype train. Nadji bought a single ticket. I think there'll be a few other people who were listening to that you might want a refund on the season ticket. Yeah, so but... somebody, uh, the controller, we went through the cabin and uh, my ticket wasn't valid anymore. I got thrown off the train, I'm afraid. But, <laughs> that but Alec, was awful. <laughs> but Alec raised a good point about Jimmy's toughness. I've got to say, give some credit where credit's due. I was quite impressed with his toughness. He took some hits. He stood in he there. Did, yeah. And going back to what you said, Gareth, about the running game, the reason I'm not worried is on that last drive, Jimmy was hurt, Burford was hurt, Mitchell was hurt. Everyone in that stadium knew we were running the ball for those last six minutes and we ran the ball. And I think sometimes you've got to give Jimmy a credit as the leader. You know, he stayed in where, like you said, Alec, last year he might have gone out, but he's in a contract year this year. And it was a horrible hit to the knee. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys were listening, but on the broadcast, they were mourning saying that Jimmy shouldn't have had a flag because he was outside the pocket. And I thought, oh, yeah. come on. Any of no, the QB who gets that. It's right, though, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It was kind of a. Um, we saw both Jimmys. The one we've had for the past three weeks, we played really well. It's been kind of clinical. But also we saw the guy that we really don't want to see ever, which is the Jimmyism, Jimmy. Um, because even the throw to the touchdown, I think if it's any other safety in the league that's not five foot nine, because that's what Tyron Matthew is, that's probably a pick. Um, and it's and Debo's wide open in the middle. 
and and there's a play before and i think we also uh, if you were in, in in a game thread on discord um i mentioned this straight away 55 blitzing cmc is going to be open on this play and it just it goes the other way it doesn't even see the blitz coming and i mean i know that's where his reads supposed to be but the guy's telegraphing that he's blitzing just throw his way it it's always open the way the blitz is coming um and so yeah, we saw both of them, and uh, and this is this is what I keep saying. This is what uh, on the day where it gets unlucky and that call gets, you know, it's a pick six as well. It's not even just a pick. We, we agree here that it, the guy goes to the house and we're, you know, thirteen points down uh, up at that point. So the game is completely on its head. It, yeah, we he got extremely lucky yesterday, and uh, and hopefully it. It, that's the only game he's going to have this year where he does this. I, I don't think so because it's Jimmy and he's going to have more of those. But hopefully by that point it won't matter and we'll be qualified and all that kind of thing. But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, we got lucky yesterday. Before we move on, Gareth, I just want Nadji's opinion on the when we went for it on fourth down and Jimmy kind of misread the play. Are you blaming Kyle for going for it? Are you blaming Jimmy? <clears throat> no, I think it's uh, perfect defense. Sometimes it just happens. Um, defense was prepared, and there's not much you can do. And Jimmy tried to make something happen with his leg, which obviously he's not. He's not Trey. He's not Lamar. He's not you know all of these running quarterbacks. So um, you try to get there. You never know. Somebody misses a tackle. You get you know you get the first down. It's happening. It, it happens. You know sometimes the defense just is better than you are. <laughs> Otherwise, this game would be pretty boring. I. I don't blame anyone when the play breaks down like this. It's just... The reason I asked the question is, I'm not sure if you do the game day threads, Alec, but we've yeah. got them on Discord and we've got them on Facebook. And there's been a lot of criticism of Kyle being conservative and not going for it on fourth down. So when I saw he kept the offence in, I thought, oh, this is going to be controversial because if we don't get it... So it seemed a bit nudgy like Kyle was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. I mean, I was quite happy to see no, him go because, for it. Yeah, but because at that point, you stop them and uh, I don't know how many times and they still have zero points. You... You put it on when your defense is that good, you can do that. And maybe we can pivot, unless Gareth wants to talk about Jimmy. Um, we can pivot and start talking about how amazing our defense is and how much confidence that gives Kyle and in his play calling. And I think it's, it comes from this, right? When when you know your defense, because even you, you don't convert, which we didn't, they still have to go 98 yards to score a touchdown. And and you've got this looming fear of, of a safety, which obviously <laughs> could have really helped yesterday because there wasn't many points on the board. So, um, no, I don't know. I don't I don't have a problem with the play calling. I don't. It's, it's, sometimes you just call it and it, it doesn't happen. It's just, it is what it is. It's football. Yeah, I think we will move on to the defense, but just before we do, I think red zone offense again was when yeah. you when you when you stall out at the thirty yard line and kick a forty five yard field goal, you're happy with it. But once again, we've been in first and goal and come away with three points early on in the game. Uh, I can't help thinking that's something we've got to start fixing fairly soon. Yeah. So it'll happen. It'll happen. Mm. Um, still finding our groove into this new pass first kind of offense and i think uh readjusting to this with cmc coming in is i think kyle hasn't found his groove in a red zone yet it, red zone is a lot, lot harder to than it looks um, there's a lot of defender in a very tight zone let's not forget that and as i said i think i think the saints defense played really really well yesterday yeah. i didn't think they had it in them and they really showed up no i think i think you're right the, the saints defense gave us i think a lot more problems all the way along the o-line than we had in had anticipated perhaps actually so, before we move to mm. our our defense their offense Paulson Adebo 
pretty good player. Maybe we, we should have drafted him. <laughs> I think Lee was quite right about that one. Um, yeah, he had a good game. Um, That's what I'm sure. I'm sure Lee uh, told John Lynch that over and over in his ear. Oh, yeah. uh, delicately on Sunday. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned that, Gareth. I don't know if you've seen the footage. Lee was actually pretty close to John Lynch, Carl <laughs> Shanahan, on yeah, the sideline. So anyone listening to the show thought Lee couldn't top Vegas, Gareth. Some of the footage he's dropped today, my God. If I ever get out to Levi's, I'm going with Lee. I know that much because uh, <laughs> you definitely get the El Presidente treatment. Yeah. Great stuff. So, yeah, over to the defence. Uh, the number one rated Niners defence. Uh, uh, discuss. Uh, Paul, kick us off. Where where do we start with this defense? Exactly. Just, just, oh, just, oh, well, to be honest with you, Nadji, uh, it's your original man crush that you've now vacated. Yeah. No, I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm still willing. I ordered my I ordered my fifty four jersey, Gareth, and boy oh boy did my new man crush Fred Warner go alongside my second man crush Nick Bosa. Our defense. Just stick that statue up now for me of Ryan's. I mean, <laughs> it's just making history. We come on this show every week and we talk bold predictions. We've shut a team out that hadn't been shut out for 21 years. And Nadji Sinek Fanga played well. But for me, it was it started with Fred Warner. Right. The, the man yeah. was amazing. Um, he was just everywhere. He led the team in tackles, I believe, looking at the stats. No, he half had... did. But oh. it's, it's okay. It's okay. See, Alec, <laughs> Nadji's doing his homework. Now, I used to do the stats. So I, I, I quite like that. But um, he called a fantastic game, gents, didn't he? I mean, he kept the Saints in check. We yeah. talked about some of the weapons that the Saints had. And I do feel a lot more comfortable. I don't know how you feel, but with this bend but not break defence, so Olav looked quite good in parts. But as soon as I got to the red zone, I had this weird confidence that they weren't scoring. And mm. that play where Greenlaw held up Kamara, and was it was Hufanga, wasn't it, Nadji, who absolutely yeah. pinned it down, and I thought, they're, they're never scoring. And then when you see yeah. Will Lutz missing field goals, and I thought, tell you what, Lee's been well, a lucky then. charm over there. Yeah. But... Come on in, Nadji. Give us the Hufanga loving before I mean, we let no, Alec no, go I, wild on the defence. I mean, you're right. You're totally right. It starts with Fred. It, it started with Fred anyway. Um, I will say if we want to do negative first, because uh, there is one big one, is we really couldn't generate any pressure again mm-hmm. up the middle. Um, I think Ridgeway and Givens had made stride, but yesterday they regressed quite a bit. Not really happy with that, and I think that's what Dalton had a pretty good game all in all. I think he was pretty clean, uh, but he was kept upright the whole game apart from that, that one where Bosa had to cheat a little bit to get there. Um, definitely was a bit offside, uh, but we'll take it. You know, they didn't yeah. throw the flag. Um, I think <laughs> if people ever call the ref on, on our side, just look at this one because that was game changer as well as uh, as anything. But yeah, so yeah, there's, there's the, this middle. We really desperately need that. Eric back. Um, Amstead really needs to come back. Uh, we're missing him desperately. Um, and and once again, this is a kind of game where you need your big player to have a massive game. And Fred did, Hoff did, and Bosa kind of really didn't. Again, he didn't really step up as but much as I wanted him to though, be. I know, but it's one sack. It's one sack. And I know it's 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 one of the biggest players of the game, but it's one one play out of seventy snaps or something like that. I would I want him to take over the game and especially when it's close like this. Imagine if he has three, four sacks and a fumble or something. Game is is not even that close and they're not even getting to uh, force fumble by Kamara twice to 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 win it. Do you so, think Forza struggles Nadji from being too honest with the holds and the fact that he's got two or three people on him? And I think player, I, he seems to I, think I'm going to beat them. But do you not think I'd like to no. see him sometimes not not flop or moan, but 
he doesn't seem to ever highlight it like you you, you mentioned no I, I there's so if... many olds in the nfl everybody gets held all the time it's the one you get away with most of the time it i think it's just because he's getting double team because there's no one in the middle to take that double mm. team away from him um it, it's that simple um there's no armstead there's no kinlow uh, defenses uh, offenses offensive lines don't have to worry about this them as much they, they can probably beat them one-on-one and therefore that means two on bossa two on Ebukam, and then and then there's not much you can do unless you brits fred and greenlow and start bringing studs and stuff like that i think it's just a lot harder for him because he's by himself mm. pretty much um i mean it's not a dig at him i'm just i just i'm i'm just waiting for that one game where he's at the top of the chart and he, he's just not quite ever done it yet um but yeah, uh, the good of Fred. Uh, Alec, go on, take it away. To... I was going to say, yeah, Fred, I thought they both played well in the middle, Fred and Greenlaw. I thought, I, I know like on the pod, you kind of, Greenlaw is one of those players who'd have a great game and then give away 15 yards penalty for punching someone in the face yeah. or doing something ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I, thought, I just yeah. thought they were really disciplined as well. I know they had the couple of, I thought the PI was a bit harsh that they had down the field. I thought it was a bit harsh, yeah. offsetting yeah, penalties. Um, but other than that, I mean, Huff was amazing. I think the thing with Bosa again, going back, I think it is because he's double teamed. We haven't got Armstead. There's no other threat in there. Uh, I thought we'd see a little bit more of Ebercam. I don't know the the snap count on him, but he wasn't in a hell of a lot. I don't think that kind of surprised me. I was expecting a little bit more he's, from him. He's coming back from injury, so he's not. He, he was on the field for 35 snaps, okay. which is the problem he'll have. Uh, Alec is obviously with an Achilles. You've got to be very careful, and they'll be easing him back in. And like yeah. you said, I was pleased to see him on the field, but they can't mess about. Just wanted to say, while well, there's a, a quick break, Gareth, the Saints have been shot out four times in the last <laughs> 25 years. Really? Do you, know, Good which, do you know which teams have shut them out those four times? Would you like to take a guess, Alec? All 49ers. All 49ers. I couldn't believe that when I was doing mm. the research this morning. I was like, that is unbelievable. So I will different be dropping time. that one later for the Saints fans. <laughs> <laughs> different time, different time. Um, yeah, I mean, Ofunga, right? It's just the guy is just a playmaker, different maker. Don't like the tackle. As I've called him uh, on the previous show. I said I would like him to, to wrap up. No, no on this one because he just lost the ball on the two-yard line. Um, but he did do a, a really good job tackling before that one. So I'll, I'll take it every time. Um, yeah, I, when Greenlaw made that tackle on camera, I was like, oh, this is Seattle 2019 on the goal line, almost. We have to stop him at any cost. Uh, but yeah, our defense is just, I think, as you said, Paul, the the biggest thing is as long as people don't score, I'm expecting some big plays like that to happen. Pretty much every snap, I know something's going to happen. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty great to be in a position where you, you feel confident that even even if they do score, it's going to take them so much energy and time that if our offense go on and score straight away, it, it's so hard and deflating for a team. So yeah, we got the number one defense in the league for and it showed yesterday. Gareth, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'll pick up on you talked a little bit about the lack of pressure. I think that's something we, we have seen. And it seems odd that our defence is playing that well when we also apparently don't seem to be really bringing home the sacks. I think there's there's some pressure there. But we, we it's, the, it's the rest of the defence. Like you said, it's, it's the linebackers and the safeties. It's shutting everything down and making it difficult even when Andy Dalton seemed reasonably comfortable. For, for long stretches in the game and, and seemed to have time to be able to do what he wanted to do. There just wasn't really much for him to do. 
because I think we shut that one that game down early. Um, and we've we've seen this. We've talked about this the last few weeks with with D Hop and with Cooper Cup. It's like we'll let you have some yards in the middle of the field uh, in in ten fifteen yard chunks to your wide receivers because you you'll get down to the other end of the field and that won't be there for you. And if that's all you've got, you're not going to be scoring points. We've seen it work again. It's quite a high risk strategy, I think, to constantly be hoping for your uh, uh, defence to carry the game. But it seems to be working uh, for the moment. And I mean, it's difficult to sit here and, and really pick too many problems with the defence. Uh, but we definitely need to get... We talked earlier in the season, I think, about uh, a Menehu coming forward. And he's been a little bit anonymous. I know Weber comes back from an injury. Uh, but we're not seeing these guys off the edge make the impact. And it's just becoming too easy, I think, for people to scheme Boso out of the game. And and like you say, perhaps a few sacks a game, okay, but we it's it's something I think we need to be putting more pressure on better quarterbacks and maybe better uh, receiving units that we might be facing in the in the coming weeks, uh, as in the next yeah. two weeks are going to be a useful test, I think. Before you before you move on though, Gareth, I was going to say give Nadji his kudos. So when we first started doing these pods, Nadji would tell me to look out for certain things. And we gush over Fred Warner, but he is the quarterback of the defence. And like you were saying there, when I watched, when I was watching the game, we weren't getting that front pressure, but you could see Fred Warner and you can see Hafanga. And Nadji has been very, very open with his love for Hafanga. And the tackle you didn't mention, Nadji, was the one where he hit Kamara like a torpedo in the open play. Oh, that's what, that I think that's where you were leading to. Yeah. So I was dying like yeah, you yeah, can't that's, that's miss what, that. I forgot for a second. Yeah, that yeah. kind of tackle sends a message, doesn't it? He he, he got the it ball, does. and you were right, Gareth. Ryan's maybe thought I'm not going to send the kitchen sink after Dalton. What I'm going to do is if he gets that ball out, they've then got to get past us. And I just thought it was quite well done by Ryan's. Where I think if we went back maybe 18 months ago, Gareth, we'd all be nervous because we had this emotional roller coaster. The mm. only worry we've got now, gents. Yeah. Is this defence is luring us all into a false sense of security because teams are just not scoring against <laughs> us? And like you said, Gareth, we've got a pretty big team coming into Levi's this week. But uh, anyone else on the defence stand out other than the names we've mentioned, gents? I thought Moneywall had a, had a good game again. Probably a, just a couple of catches. I think one, he was a bit unlucky on the pick play with Jimmy Ward. and They, they crossed and they didn't swap soon enough. Um, but it was good. Um, I want to mention Lenore, I think... He wasn't particularly playing well yesterday, and I think he got targeted quite a bit because of his weaknesses. I think he's going to have to step up a little bit. But oh, I say that, yeah, they haven't scored any points, so it's really hard for me to <laughs> to be so judgmental on these guys. Um, no, I think, yeah, I mean, Greenlaw, it's good to have Alshair again. I think it brings you that couple of plays a game. It just flashes. Uh, he's got his talent but it, it just doesn't show every, every player like Fred can do um, I think I, I don't think we have weaknesses on defense I think it's it's pretty impressive so uh, yeah I mean shut out right it doesn't happen every day in the NFL Jimmy Ward seems to be playing quite well from the slot Naji. it's still getting burned he's really not good on coverage one-on-one is noise is forte he's a very good tackler and he'll uh, rally to the ball very fast and He's, he's a very good schemer. He knows what happens before it happens. But if you put him on an island one-on-one, I think uh, I think that's bad for us. Um, but, yeah, I think, if it, as I said last week, uh, our secondary is, um, works really well together. With, you know, Muni Wan is the shutdown corner and Hofanga is the big hitter, big playmaker. Tashin Gibson is the, the scooper. He'll just 
make the tackle when it happens um, and not make many mistakes at all. And then Luno is this guy that's climbing up and getting better at, at, at covering. And then Jimmy Ward is just a tackler on the other side, basically. Uh, I think it's just a very good unit and works really, really well together. There, some of the people's strength uh, elevates some of the people's weaknesses and, and vice versa kind of thing. So, um, yeah. It's um it's all good. Um big challenge this week, yeah. We'll talk about that soon. I was heartened it's it's fairly obvious, but I think the defence has taken it really personally having this shutout in the second half. You could see yeah. a certain motivation. Because I know we've talked about the O line being sluggish possibly on the short week. It's the same short week for that defence. I know it's not quite the same with your uh run throughs and, and trying to learn what plays you're gonna play, but they're still the same uh tired bodies and, and long flight and it seemed they really dug deep in that fourth quarter and had an absolute refusal that they weren't going to let those points in. Uh, and that's uh, there's a certain steal there, isn't there? And that's what you've got to dig you through a tough postseason game. Uh, and defense there is, wins. There is. Let's just hope that because it's the NFL, somebody will eventually score. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see that happening. Long, lasting very long. Uh, let's see no. how they respond after that because you can. You, you know, when you're the best at something and somebody punches you in the mouth, some, how you respond is very important. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to see what happens when they're not just comfortable, but angry about it as see, well. The turnovers, Gareth, we've talked a lot on this show about winning the turnover battle. And it's nice to see that we're winning that. I know it wasn't um, a huge part, I want to say. You know, we won the turnover battle um, with two forced fumbles, including one on the goal line. Though, but their momentum shifters, and like you said, Nadji, a lot of talk has gone back to the Chiefs game, but we look back at that game, Mooney Ward wasn't fully fit. Obviously, the Chiefs were all rolling on offence, so I know we're getting ahead of ourselves We're talking about the Saints game. It's great stuff. Another good defensive performance in the bag. Uh, Paul, we have some freebie giveaway news, I think. We certainly do. So for those people who might have saw, Alec, who's joined us today on the show, had uh, cheekily called out my prediction about Jimmy G. And to be fair to Alec, he actually posted on the group that if, if if I was right, he would buy a Jimmy G jersey. So when I was proven right, I put a post up in the group and Alec contacted me and said, look, in the spirit of the group, the community, I'm going to donate a Jimmy Pop Funko to um, the pod. So we're about to do the giveaway. Ooh. I think Nadji has got the Wheel of Fortune. But before we press, do you, um, Alec, do you want to jump in at this point and explain a little bit about your thought process? Yeah, I was adamant he was going to throw a pick in Mexico. It was, I just, I think it was one of the, I just, I thought it was commentator's curse. I can't believe you, he went straight in. He's not going to throw a pick. Three straight games. Um, so, yeah, just in the spirit, I think you guys, I think I speak for everyone in the community. Uh, you guys do a great job at the pod, uh, especially if you're a UK fan. It's really hard to find something that is in the UK that gives a UK breakdown. For, for the 49ers so yeah fair play to you all so yeah let's uh give away this heirloom i'd say would it be Nadji when they win the super bowl and jimmy throws mm. four touchdowns and sneaks in for one yeah yeah i mean that would be a very valuable one wouldn't it well yeah uh massive thank you to you for a sticking to your mm. to your gut and uh and going through this it's amazing and it'll you know it'll go to somebody that's listening which is which is really nice. Uh, yeah, thank you. So if everybody's ready, we're using the wheel of positivity because I had a message from it. Um, <laughs> it's just bold. We haven't needed it for so long. Uh, so there it is. And uh, we're going to use it and it should have the sound and everything. There you go. Let's go. Good luck, everyone. 
And it is Matthew Johnson. So Matthew is over at Levi's at the moment. He was with El Presidente, so he's got he a, a lovely Jimmy Pop Funko. So when you do listen to this, Matthew, or if you see the post, if you drop Alec a DM, and Alec has kindly agreed to get that sent to you. So, yeah, cheers for joining us today, Alec, and thanks for the giveaway. It was in good spirit, like you said. You, you listened to the pod, you'd put the comment on, we are bold on this show, but we would love your bold prediction of a Jimmy five-touchdown Super Bowl winning performance. That's what I'm going for. Five, I can see it now in the Super Bowl against Buffalo. Interesting. Mm. Final score. We, uh, we all stuck our necks out with a, a final score we prediction did. as well. So you can't escape the show uh, without it. I think it'd be a high score in uh, 40-odd to 35. That's a good Super Bowl. We need one of those. It's been a while. Yeah, we've had a long while since we've had mm. one of those good sh- I think it'd yeah. be a good shootout. Yeah. Well, nice. good stuff. top of the division, yeah. everybody else lost Gareth. We were the only winners in the NFC West. So we did. We're getting to that. And we didn't lose a game in November. So we're playoff football form. Is yep. approaching nicely. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Great stuff. So thanks, guys. Thank Alex. Uh, thanks, Alex, for joining us. We're not sure if uh, uh, your your little bet there <laughs> to get you on the pod has has meant it's a booby prize or or a small reward. Perhaps you can uh, you can tell us afterwards, uh, or, or anyone else can tell us because you can always like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, we will be back later in the week to look ahead to the Dolphins game. Uh, keep an eye on social media; there may be some more updates, which are quite frankly getting a bit boring <laughs> now uh, from the UK faithful who are out in the game. It's December and it's getting exciting. Go Niners! Go Niners! Go Niners! Bang nine again. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Tiller, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever.